against your power. No one is to be compared with you in majesty, in glory, in compassion, in love. I give you thanks, Lord, for calling us your own children. Not just your children, even as your friends. Give you all the grace of God. For the grace of coming into your presence once again this morning. To receive empowerment, to begin to reveal your glory everywhere you show. But as your words will be coming, oh God, we ask that you will empower your words on my lips. Let your words have a place in our hearts that it may begin to manifest in our lives. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing today? Hallelujah. Can you please help me put your hands together for the choir? Thank you very much. The Lord continue to bless you and continue to use you more for His glory in Jesus' name. I want to welcome somebody once again into the month of April, the fourth month in the year 2022. Uh, it is by His grace that we all are still standing and rejoicing in His presence today. And my prayer is that. As you come into his presence today, the garment of praise, the garment of rejoicing and thanksgiving, you will all receive this morning in the name of Jesus. Uh, this month is a, is a season of revealing his glory. Yeah, we are entering into a season of his glory, meaning that uh, you will not just begin to reveal the Glory of God in the month of April, but it will last you the rest of this year and the rest of your life. Amen. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, verse, verse 1 through 3. Verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Arise, shine. For your light has come. Now, when you read that, how do you read it? Did somebody see the explanation? I mean that when the Lord is speaking to his servant, he's not begging. And he's not speaking it, it's not commanding with gentleness. It's not commanding it with with, with the ability to give you this, make the decision to arise. No, he's not saying that. He said, Arise, shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And verse 2 is our text for this part. Verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 16. He said, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, mm -hmm. 
and take darkness that people, those who are here on, uh, on the forest, were able to record a little bit of that in our prayers. He said, and deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Amen. And his glory will be seen upon you. Amen. That's the word from the Lord. And uh, without compromise, the Lord meant what he's saying to us this month. That's the reason why it's not my month of revealing his glory. My season. It's my season. I'm stepping into my season of beginning to reveal God's glory everywhere I am. And when you reveal, begin, when the glory of the Lord is seen upon you, what did he say? What happened in verse 3? In verse 3, he said, The Gentiles shall come to your light. Meaning that. When your light comes, as he said, so arise and shine. For your light has come. When your light comes, he said, the Gentiles shall come to your light. Amen. And not just the Gentiles, and kings to the brightness of, my of your rising. Meaning that it's, it, it, it will be so normal. For a child of God to receive the command and feel so arise. It will be inappropriate and not okay for the command of the Lord to come into your lives. And yet, you still remain the same where you are. Why? A wisdom writer once wrote, and he said, and I quote, Say greatness is simply fulfilling God's expectation of you. Did somebody hear that? Yes, sir. He said, when you arise and you begin to shine, because the glory of the Lord has come upon you, and Gentiles begin to come to your light and kings to your brightness, he said, you become great. Amen. And until that begins to happen, you are not fulfilling the expectation of God concerning you as a child of God. God's expectation of his children is in great part to reveal his glory here on earth. That's why in Psalm 19, Psalm 19, verse 1 and 2, the Bible made us to understand that the heavens, even, even the heavens, they did what? And the, the heavens does what? It said the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. You know, the heavens and the earth, they are part of God's work. In the early days of his creation. And when they created everything, they said they are good. Yeah. But when they finish the work on the system and they look at you and I, they said you are what? Very good. So if the good is able, the good are able to declare the glory of God, the firmament, 
They're able to show the handiworks of God. How much more is expecting the very good to declare the glory of God? No wonder. Paul now said to the church of Rome in Romans chapter 8, verse 18 and 19. In Romans chapter 8, he said, For I consider that. The suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in in who? In us. In us. us. Thank you. In me. Whatever I'm going through right now, whatever position I am right now, whatever trials, temptation, what does I mean going through right now? The suffering of this present time. He said they're not worthy to be compared with the glory that I'm stepping into right now. And because I'm stepping into it, or because I'm yet to step into it, what did he say in verse 19? He said, for the expected, the honest expectation of the firmament. Of all God's creation, they are doing what? Eagerly, they eagerly await the revealing of your mind. So if the heavens and the firmament are revealing the glory of God, they are showing, showcasing the glory of the Lord. They hand the work of God. But in creation, the Lord looks at them and says, And the one that the Lord now created in his own image, after his own likeness, and puts his own spirit in to showcase his glory everywhere. And now the one that are now being despised. And now the one that are now so complacent. And now the one that has now become the prayer of the devil to toss so and fro. And now the one that the enemy now uses his mind to take contrary to what God is thinking about him. Paul says, for the endless expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Because yes, that ingenuity is that indescribable and incomprehensible ability hidden in you as a child of God. That's what there is that ingenuity of man that God has imputed in him to be able to do whatsoever God can do. Whatever God can do, he created you and I in his own image that on earth, those who are here to know him, they be able to see him in us doing what he can do. That's why God has no permission here on earth to do anything except through his sons and brothers. He gives you the ability he put the wisdom into us. He gives us the power 
you know, Jesus was on earth with the disciples, right? And yes, was only limited to one spot. He cannot be here now and be in Bethany to raise up his very good friend. So he had to wait four days to turn it through. But at the moment, he now gave us the power that wherever he is or wherever we are, he is there with us. And he gave us the ability to be able to comprehend what God is doing and wanting to do through us. But until we begin to understand who we are, we cannot enter into that season of revealing the glory of God. That's why the Lord has to shout through his servant. I said, the expectation, the creation, other creations, they are expecting your revealing. You have the life. You are my representative. He said, arise. Shout. Isaiah, chapter 60. Arise. Shout. Tell somebody, it's time to arise. And begin to shine. Why? For your light has come. Your light has what? And the glory of the Lord is now risen. So why must I arise? Maybe we need to quickly look at some reasons why we need to rise. Well, one of the very good reasons you need to arise, and uh, you are yet to enter into that, that this very first one, you probably will need, probably need, need to settle that before we move on. One of the reasons you need to arise, based on the word of the Lord from his, uh, through his prophet and, uh, Isaiah, is that you have seen the lies. You have what? I have seen the light. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. He said, The people who walked in darkness, we all were in darkness. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Probably every one of us will. We are once in darkness, but now we have seen the light. That's why we're in his presence. And in Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, they said, The people who sat, remember, Isaiah said, The people who walked. So you may have been walking all around in darkness. Now, Matthew said, The people who sat in darkness, maybe you have walked and walked and walked and and tired in darkness, and then you are people actually giving hope and sat in darkness before the light of the Lord came upon you. He said, The people who sat in darkness have seen great light. So, those who work in darkness and those who have actually sat in darkness, eventually the light they have now seen the light of God. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has gone. No wonder Peter as well now said in First Peter chapter, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. 
Say, but you are a chosen generation. And any chosen generation are here in the sanctuary. Why don't you tell somebody close to you and say, I am a chosen generation. And I cannot but reveal the glory of the Lord everywhere. He said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He's all special people, all special. His friends are doing signs. It's all special people that you may do what? That you may reveal, proclaim, reveal, show, tell it upon the mountain. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10. He said, now reminded us of what Isaiah said and Jesus actually said that those who walk and those who sat, who were nobody then, who were without hope, who are without the life of God. He said, who once we are not a people, but now are the people of God. Who are not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. If you are that apostle, why don't you say, Lord, I thank you. My season of revealing God's glory, when the light of the Lord has been shown unto me, has been shown unto you, you cannot but begin to reveal the glory of God. And probably you're in the sanctuary here this morning, and you do not actually know or able to confirm that you have seen the light. Probably based on the way that you relate, you think, or your disobedience and all of that, that you just know that if the trumpet shall sound today oh. and the Lord shall call on his own people, you are not proud to say that I am this. It's a moment we need to settle before we move into the next reason why we need to arise because you cannot arise until that is settled. If you are in that position this morning, which I know that many here time or the other context, I don't want us to, I don't want to just to hear the word of the Lord and feel excited, and yet it does not actually mix with faith. If you are just can bow down our heads for a minute, just a few. Was showing the light. Let me be able to see you in glory. Tell me who I am in you. Are there are things in my life with God right now that will not make me to be able to arise and begin to shine to reveal your glory. Father, let your mercy. Speak rather than judgment upon my life. Tell the Lord that forsake all other ways and hang on. Open my eyes 
strategically everywhere so that even the, this place will be limited. Verse 16 says, we should do what? I want us to read this together. Online. It's a light to light, then so shine before me that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father. The Father deserves that glory. And that same glory has intuited enough to go ahead and begin to reveal to the world. But when the light is turned off at your place of work, when the light of God is turned off in your neighborhood, when that light is turned off in your family, when that light is turned off in your classroom as a student, when that light is turned on, they are unable to see the glory of the Lord that is in the light that you already seen and you are because it's turned on. That's why we, we usually have a service here that we always round it off with my little light, right? This little light of mine. I'm gonna this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, we say, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Until that light begins to lit up for it to shine in the darkness. The glory of the Lord. In the light that we are, cannot be seen by the world. And until they begin to see it, they cannot see our good works. Oh. And until they begin to see our good works, they cannot begin to give glory back to our Father who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The next thing. The next reason why I have to arise and shine in order to reveal the glory of the Lord is that there is darkness on the earth, as the word of the Lord says, and deep darkness, the people all around me. Isaiah chapter 16, verse 2. There's darkness all around the world. That's why Jesus told us, he said, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Because you are in the world, and the light you have seen, and the light is in you. You've got the world is expecting you. There's the honest expectation of the world to see the brightness of the glory of the Lord through the light that is in you to begin to shine. If every one of us here could just in one week turn the light off and we turn the light on, I tell you, and I'm being bold to say that this place. Will not contain those that the light of the Lord will bring into his presence through our light that we see. Tell somebody close to you, brother and sister. Now turn on the light. Turn on the light of God on in you so you can reveal the glory of the Lord. His glory will be seen on you. That glory will only be seen when the light is on you. 
The next reason why we need to do that, you have it already. And Romans chapter 8, verse 19, he said, turning on because the world is waiting. They are eagerly waiting. There's somebody in your circle of influence that is actually expecting what the world has for him or for her through the light that he has shown you. There's that person. There's that person that is deliverance. Her deliverance is actually hidden in the light that the Lord has shown you and you have become. There's that person that, person that is liberation, is prosperity, is peace, or her peace is actually lying there. And the Bible said, they are waiting, they are eagerly waiting for you to come and reveal that glory, that light of God unto them. My prayer is that your light will not be put off. Yeah. I said my light will never be put off. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. As we round up, listen now, until you see and experience the glory of God, you however cannot begin to reveal the same glory. Until you, until you see and experience the glory of God, you cannot begin to reveal the same glory. Even though you have seen the light and the light and the glory of the Lord is hidden in the light of God that you have become, that you have seen. Yet, you've got to be able to see and experience Him for you to begin to now reveal the same glory. In Luke chapter 9, from verse 27, we read about how Jesus was configured. And uh, the, the story, every single time I look, I, I read it, it just made new meaning to me every single time. But I want us to quickly read it as we close. It said, but I tell you truly, there are some standing here, or let me say sitting here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus was talking. Standing here, who shall not taste death? Till they see the kingdom. Amen. So now it came to pass about the eight days after this saying that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. To do what? To pray. And the Bible says, and as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glittering. And behold, Two men talked with him. Who we are who? Moses and who? Moses and Elijah. Who go back there? Who did Moses represent? Moses represents the Old Testament, the law. He represented the law in the presence of Jesus. Who does Elijah represent? He is representing the prophets, all the prophets that have ever come. 
And who is Jesus himself now representing there and the three of them coming together? The grace and the light. Grace. The time when your sins will be remembered no more. Amen. When the old nature will be completely put off so that you, you came to now begin to reveal. So, it now says in verse 31, verse 31, very quickly. It says, but at 10, <laughs> all right. It said, who appeared in glory? The two of them appeared to Jesus in glory. Forget that the truth of people are wrong, right? Follow. Look at what happened to them as we read about. Follow as we read. Now, the two of them appeared to Jesus, and he said, Who appeared, Jesus, who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease, that is, of how he would die, of his death, what he would go through. Which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. And in verse 32, it said, For Peter and those with him were. They are <laughs> Where's the light that the same in Jesus? Where's the light he was about to show them? They were heavy to sleep. And when they were fully awake, thank God they, were, they became fully awake. <laughs> Everything that has been sleeping in your spiritual life, I declare by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, they shall be fully awake in your life. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory. And the two men who stood when they saw him one of them. But Peter and come on. Then it's someone. As they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Don't let us leave this place. This place is just too good. So Peter is always like that. Go back now. Where you? It is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing, not knowing, does he know what he was saying? Because he was well asleep when this man asked him. He doesn't know the reason why they were doing what they were doing. He doesn't even know how much Jesus had prayed for the glory of the Lord to actually be what he saw. He said, while he was still saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, oh. and they were all fearful as they entered the cloud. That's the cloud of the glory of God. When the cloud of the glory of God overshadowed you, a voice will be heard by those around you that you yourself you will know. He said, while he was still saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful. As they entered the cloud, verse 35 says, and the voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Amen. Hear him. I love it in Matthew. Matthew said, This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Hear him. 
That voice is being spoken unto somebody's life as you go out from here and begin to reveal the glory of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Right? They say, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And verse 36 says, when the voice had called, ceased, Jesus was found in the But they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of these things. They are saying. They couldn't say because it's just. It just revealed exactly what happened to Moses. You know, the same thing happened to Moses when he just came from the mount and the people just cannot be bold because there's so much light. In those days, we had an intense fellowship and deliverance with at least one young lady I remember there. And this lady told me, especially in 1987. When the deliverance was going on, they said, the, the, your eyes look, you look like somebody who had been beaten with three blows. No, with a single blow. And I was like, and you know, and you this, this person then was not the Emirates, the robots, you know, who they call the Emirates, right? <laughs> The emperors then they said they are even stronger than the witches. They are younger folks, but they actually sent the witches air on errand. That's how powerful they are. And when she was going to receive her deliverance, and what was coming out of the eyes of the one that was ministering the word to he said, she cannot just look at my eyes. He said, you look like somebody that has been beaten in the window. I have to speak the word of the Lord. The Lord lifted her bow. By the time she came there, she was slain for several minutes before she remained her. And from that moment, she was never the same. When the glory of the Lord came upon, comes upon you, your countenance changed. Everything about you change. The people that see you will know that something has changed in this one. From this day forward, by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, enter Amen. into his glory and begin to reveal the same glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, how can I? Let's quickly round up with this. How can I? Begin to reveal this glory of the Lord. Number one, develop a love relationship with him that is real and personal. And the black of He said, we must develop a love relationship because he's pursuing it with us. So develop a love relationship with him that is real and personal. How many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve. Right? Okay, before you go to the after the twelve, how many was next? Okay, let's just start from his disciples. There are multitude that followed. And then had the seventy. Right? At the same two by two. And then after that, at the original. 12. 
But after the original 12, how many were closest to him? Three. And the three out of the 12, there's confidence that these ones, I know them. I can take them and walk into the inner prospect and reveal who I really am today. And after revealing to that three, who is the closest to him? The only one who was able to relax his day, Jesus is just. In order to be able to get to that level with Jesus, with God, in an intimate, Love relationship that you love him, that he himself can say, She loves me, he loves me. Whatever I command him to do or how to do, he does with no complaint. Wherever I direct him, go, whatever I ask, he does. When I say, I, I, I want you to do this or say this, or, he does. He doesn't compromise who he is or she is in me. That's what the Lord is ready. To reveal his glory to and you and your household are among those in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Number two, to develop it, how be sensitive to what God is doing around you. Be very sensitive. Remember, even though Peter, James, and John were so close to him and they took him to the inner. In the most mountain to be able to show them what's going to happen, yet they slept through it. But God still had mercy on them that they, they were able to see in His glory. And so it doesn't matter the position in this, he knows how you are, where you are, and you are very sensitive to where He is in you and with you. You will walk through. And your life will be very blessed. And lastly, how can I begin to reveal His glory? Always be thankful. Always be what? Be thankful in and for everything. Let me tell somebody: be thankful in everything and for everything. When it when God is answering and answering your bid and just on your side, be thankful to him. When it seems not working the way you want it, he's probably trying to realign your lives, your ways, in order that he doesn't hate you, he loves you so much. He loves you so much. And he will never mismanage anything or everything that he has put in your chair. But you've got to be thankful. Those who complain, they never go to the promised land. They all died and perished in the wilderness. Let me tell somebody, it's good to be thankful. And when you are thankful, you will be praiseful. And when you are praiseful, you will be grateful. And when you are grateful, no limit to your greatness in life. Why don't you rise up and begin to understand the name of the Lord this moment? Just appreciate it. Just give him thanks and tell the Lord, reveal your glory upon my life. Father, reveal your glory upon my life. Father, reveal your glory. Reveal your glory.